and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And if you're just joining us, if this is your first episode, you might be thinking, wow, what a well-put-together podcast. They've been doing this for 106 episodes. That's two years on the dot, if you excuse our, you know, uh, janky math. Um, and you'd be uh, partly correct in the sense that, yes, we have released an episode every week, but have all of them been good? Maybe. Have all of them been on time? Technically. Have all of them been worth your time in the end? Most of them haven't been worth my time. So if you're joining us now, thank you. Uh, and uh, hopefully we have maybe two more years ahead of us. We've planned for two more years. So if something goes wrong, whoa. Did we pick two more years? Why? Was that just arbitrary? What? You know what I'm saying? I said, I said, I hope we have two more years because we just got done talking about what we're going to be doing for at least two more years of franchises. You have Halloween planned out until the end of the decade. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is. When we planned out to two, what the tricky part is, is, are you saying after two more years where the band is breaking up? That's how it came. I'm off. saying, I, I'm saying after two more years, we're like, that'll be our next introspection point. Yeah. Cause I do have Halloween for next year and the year after that. So we have to at least and the year after that. I have it. I have this year, next year and the year after that. Yeah. So I have. I have Halloween for 2024 planned. Um, so you know it's been <laughs> yeah. it's been a a crazy ride. We are putting all of our eggs in this basket. So here's what's different about this upcoming season of Permanent Good. If you didn't know, we mark our seasons by our anniversary. Don't ask why. I didn't come up with it. Yeah. Um, and, so, and here's the thing. I don't like it. I really don't. You're the one that came up with it. <laughs> I I think we should mark it just be like the end of September. Okay. So like, because that way we could finish a theme and then at the beginning of the next theme, that's the new season. But I think okay. we did this back when like we didn't do themes very often. So like Correct. doing it in the middle of the month was whatever. Like it's no big deal. Well, it was a spur of the moment. We had recorded a bunch of episodes. And then I think like after we had recorded a few, I was just kind of like, do you want me to like publish this one and we were like sure why not so the fact that it was the end of september was pure happenstance the the fact that our episodes come out on a wednesday pure happenstance it was just the day we decided to yeah our first episodes dropped september 30th i think bro we can make the last i think we could swing it that just the end of september it might be our it'll be our anniversary but this the season the next season starts the next one you know what i mean yeah like, I think we sure. can do it that way. So season three of this podcast starts next week, but our anniversary okay. is this week. Okay. So for anyone that likes to keep track of lore for comedy podcasts, <laughs> right. feel free to write that one down, put it in the bookshelf and let it get, gather as much dust as possible. In five years, when we do permanent good trivia, that's going to be a question. So- what are your expectations for season three, right? Since it starts next week, let's let's start, you know, hypotheticals. What do we feel like is going to happen? I'm telling you right now, I, at some point in the next season, I am going to be putting all of my proverbial eggs in this basket, meaning I will quit my job. I will, you know, rent a very expensive apartment and just kind of hope for the best. I think we are going to have at least one month be video podcast which is gonna look yes. 
trash because it's gonna have to be over zoom um or skype or whatever video of your preference so we're gonna have at least one month where we do that i'm gonna upgrade my equipment so i think the the audience is gonna evolve to really get into this hi-fi stuff like we're gonna sound indistinguishable from the pros um hear me out what if we brought in an editor how much does that i cost? mean <laughs> a money a, a, more than we have i okay. think maybe not that um yeah i was gonna say maybe for season three i learned a different daw than audacity but again we'll see how that goes maybe for season Aud- three we test out merch we don't sell any of it we just like start making stuff wearing it seeing what we like or we do sell stuff but we do like something super here's what i wanted to do for a, no i'm gonna keep that idea for later okay I'm not going to put it on the podcast, yeah. but I think we could come out with like trinkets and tchotchkes and stuff. Every time m- my brother gifted us custom permanent good shirts two years ago. And every time I wear it to work to like actually go see a movie, like all of my friends there are like, how do I get one of those? How do, how do I get one of those? And I'm like, I mean, if you give me 200 bucks, it's yours now. No one has taken me up on this offer. So we are probably going to have to work on financing and just kind of like figure out how that works logistically. Um, but yeah, we could do, I mean, you could try merch. Dude, I, I here to be honest, I feel like I need to do something anyway, because you've been editing, uh, the audience knows, we joke about it all the time. You've been editing. I would be down to handle merch and like designing some of that stuff. We get, get some samples, test out stuff for our, ourselves. And then look into putting that out there if somebody wants it. I think that'd be fire. I think we could put out some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so in order for that to be feasible, we need season three to be our most successful season ever. So we yeah, need people to buckle hard, in. You know, we need people to buckle in, buckle out, share out, and just be like, hey. What the heck does buckle out mean? So this week we watched uh, My Cousin Vinny. It's our uh, last movie in our open month. Um, I know. I think we're going to go pretty in-depth when we talk about this movie. Yeah. So if you don't want to hear us talk about it at all, you can go ahead and skip to this time code right here. Time code, 21 minutes, 52 seconds. And that, kids, is what we call um, avoiding a question. It will save a marriage. Now, you chose this movie. What's up? Um, I was looking for 90s court movies. So we did okay, one already. On purpose? Yeah. Okay. I'm just like, hey, we already did one, right? We did uh, Primal Fear. Turned out not too bad. And then we went and mentioned, you know, Philadelphia and um, Few Good Men. And I'm like, well, those are the go-tos. So what's the other court movies that have been out? And unanimously across the board, everyone's saying Cousin Vinny. Like you have to watch Cousin Vinny. Um, the like the Bar Association put out like their top twenty five most realistic um, courtroom movies. This is number three. Yeah. So like as far as like being realistic or being entertaining, this was the movie that people liked. And let me tell you, going into it, you don't get the realistic vibe for a hot minute, uh, dude. It was weird. I'm like, uh, this this is joke. Because the thing is, is, I went in forgetting that it was a comedy. Okay, I went in remembering it was a comedy almost too much. So let's break down. Uh, so let's break down a little bit. All right, the movie starts. Two guys are on a road trip. They pull over to a, like a convenience store and they get some snacks for the road. And when they leave, they get pulled over. They're like, "Oh, no big deal. We're fine." Um, turns out, uh, some right after they had left the store, somebody came in behind them, killed the clerk. And fled. And so these two guys get arrested. 
and accidentally confess to the murder. So now they have to go to court and, you know, face the face the charges. And since they can't afford like a normal lawyer, they have their cousin come in and be their lawyer. And this is the aforementioned cousin Vinny played by Joe Pesci. And so the movie is more or less about Joe Pesci, who is not an experienced lawyer in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Never been to trial, never done criminal law. He's he's has no idea what's going on. He's never yeah. practiced law outside the state of like what jersey or new york new york um he's had he's been practicing for six weeks um and he got he passed the bar years ago and it took him five attempts to do it right so he's your worst option and so that's pretty much the setup right you're caught up in terms of plot um now like i said i knew this movie was a comedy and let me tell you none of the jokes landed for like 40 minutes oh me which is too long for a comedy movie to not land like if your jokes aren't funny in like the first 10 15 minutes you can make that time up if your entire first act is not funny, it is an uphill battle and it is snowing outside. I think the worst part is you know when they're trying to be funny. Yes. And it it, it does a lot of like that Seinfeldian miscommunication humor. And so the, the reason they accidentally confess to the murder is... Ralph Macchio's character accidentally shoplifts a little can of tuna. And so they're just having this bickering argument in the car that's like where Ralph Macchio is more concerned about the tuna than he should be. And the other guy is not as concerned as Ralph Macchio thinks he should be. And like that is very clearly supposed to be a comedic argument. And I'm like, this is going nowhere. This is nothing. Yeah. It was just weird because the two miscommunication scenes happen like 10 less than 10 minutes apart so i'm like oh we're just watching the same joke um happen between different people yeah it was on it was weird and it felt like this was something that could have easily been avoided like hey don't make the we already know the punchline like what's going on yeah um i don't know if joe pesci is funny i think he is and so when I the reason why I specified that none of the jokes landed in the first 40 minutes is because the rest of the movie did find more success comedically. Um, and I was really worried for a really big portion of this movie. But slowly this movie finds its footing, like very, very slowly. But once the footing is found, it succeeds a lot more. Like the first scene where Joe Pesci is in court and... The judge starts, like, scolding him on what he's wearing, and uh, Joe Pesci has to, like, start lying about his qualifications, and mm -hmm. uh, it's supposed to be this, like, comedy of errors. That That's the whole point of Vinny's character, is it is supposed to be a comedy of errors on his part, and none of that was funny. It was like, oh, no, I'm underexperienced. <laughs> like wait i'm not supposed no. to wear this in court that's crazy wait what does objection mean when are we supposed to sit up when are we supposed to sit down am i supposed to call you your honor every time it was one of those things i'm like yeah hey man watch judge judy like this is basics like yes and the fact that we knew it and he didn't know it i felt like that was weird and unfunny i'm like we all know this so i was like i don't like being in on the joke when it's too obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it means it 
at that point, it feels like bullying. And also, I felt like the judge was too strict of a character for Joe Pesci to really, like, there was no chemistry there. Like, obviously, the judge is supposed to be the straight man. But it was almost too straight to the point where it's like, all right, now you're just being mean. It's like you said, like, at a certain point, you're like, you are ragging on this guy because you have an expectation for him to fail. And that's not funny anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I... Mason and I ended up finishing this movie being like, oh, we don't like the judge. Like, he's yes. just not a good guy. It doesn't feel like a straight yeah. guy. He feels like a bad guy. And the what's funny is how he's treating a person who doesn't know any better. Now, so that, yeah, here is, now, here's the catalyst as to when I started liking this movie. And it is a direct consequence of Marissa Tomei's character being more important in the movie. Yep. Because, first of all, she is the best actor in this movie. She yep. Acts her pants off and blows everybody out of the water. But I don't know. And the crazy thing is she's such a good actress. I don't know how much she's acting. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm like, sure. I forgot what she's like in real life, especially since this was so long ago. I can't really compare her to who she is now because she's got experience. I don't know what she was like in 92, but her character was so believable as someone who's like annoying and dumb, but wanting to be there, but also really smart. Um, then I'm like, is she even acting? Like, is she just reading lines? It felt weird. She stood out, and I don't know if it's because she was so good or everyone else was so bad. <laughs> um, I think Joe Pesci did do a good job in acting. It's hard to judge somebody's acting when they're trying to do a comedy. That's why a lot of people don't stick around in comedy very long, um, because it doesn't usually help their career. Right. But for what it's worth, I think there was a good balance in Vinny. And there's you know, there's a turn in like the second act. When the when the guys don't want Vinny to be their lawyer anymore. And that's kind of when you see this humanistic side in Vinny where it's like he's not getting money out of this. You know, it's he's well, literally if doing he it fails for this. His nephew and his friend are getting the death penalty. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I think this movie lets you forget that. So when he kind of has his redemption arc and when he starts his redemption arc, that's brought forth a lot more clearly because he has a line that's almost like where he says, like, if I fail, it's these two kids, their lives are on the line. And so, like, I'm taking this very seriously. And I think at that moment, it's like it was a very sincere moment from what has been up to this point, a pretty slapstick character. So I think Joe Pesci did do a good job acting in it. It's just difficult to see, you know, along the rest of the comedy. Yeah, I just think there's two peak Joe Pesci's. You have Home Alone Joe Pesci, and you have Goodfellas Joe Pesci. Yes. And when you don't have either one of those, and I get a different kind, it's weird. Because Home Alone Joe Pesci is funny, but he's not funny like, cousin Vinny funny and I wasn't ex- anticipating that and it felt weird the whole time for me which is probably on me you know it's on me but it, it was it was just different I don't think he was a bad actor and I don't think Marissa Tomei was a bad actor I don't think anyone in this movie was a bad actor I think the writing is very 90s but yes. it's not 90s because we primal fear is 90s drama where everyone's overacting 90s comedy is where everyone's a little funny and yeah. that eventually you're in that world for long enough. And you're like, okay, this is starting to feel a little weird. 
that everyone's got a little moment. Yeah. Um, and the third act, I think, is just straight up good. Like, yeah, third act like, is by far the best part of the movie. Like, it's it's almost frustratingly good to the point where it's like, why wasn't the rest of the yeah. movie like this? And it's one of those things that you have to stick through to get to the good part. So now, I think the reason this movie's so popular is because a bunch of people watched it and they're like, hey, 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 watch it to the end. It gets better. This movie's like all word of mouth. Yes. And so what I really like, I think, like you said, the third act is the best part because it balances the importance of the case, you know, all the character arcs that are happening, and it's still funny. And it's a good courtroom like scene. Yeah. It's it like makes you get sense. excited when he starts to make breakthroughs in the case. Yeah, it's impressive. It's one of those things like, oh, that's that makes sense. That's very cool. I like how this is playing out. I like the banter that's going on. Um, some of it's predictable, but it's like good to see because you don't watch a lot of courtroom dramas very often. So like, even if there's tropes, you're like, so what? It's not like I watch this. I've watched a couple of these a year, maybe. Yeah. Purely because we have a podcast about it, but not because like, <laughs> it comes up. These yeah. these movies are not made very often. So like, if there's a trope where like someone's not objecting where they should. Or they're objecting too much. Or they made a really good objection, but the honor, the honor, the judge is just like ignoring it. I'm like, that might not happen in real life. It happens in every movie just to further the plot. But it's whatever. I don't watch this movie very often. You know, it's like the superhero landing. If you don't watch superhero movies very often, it's not going to bother you when it happens. Yeah. Um. This is such a VHS tape movie. Oh, 100%. We were streaming it and I'm like, oh, this looks like I could be watching it on VHS. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's it just has those vibes to it. Like you're you're thumbing through, you know, your parents' VHS collection and it's like this movie next to like Liar Liar and then the Santa Claus and it's like <laughs> old old movies. This is what you watch when you've watched everything else and you're like I I mean, cuz this is not an interesting title by any means, okay? My cousin Vinny, it doesn't tell you anything about the movie and it's not interesting this is the conversation that happens it's like you know i watched my cousin Vinny the other day holds up 30 years old holds yeah, up yeah yeah that's that's the kind of conversation you have with uh with my cousin Vinny. that'd be like or i think like, that's what it, what was that movie about again oh yeah i, I kind of remember a little bit about that like it's it's just in the zeitgeist but nobody talks about it yeah like nobody quotes this movie um but i think a lot of people just kind of like have seen it yeah i think i think another thing is marissa tomei won an oscar for this right yes um, best supporting actor i looked at her opposition it was obvious she, she was gonna yeah win. it was rough great 1992 was a great year for the oscars like aladdin came out um what's his name your favorite gangster actor you're surprised he's not in this movie oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank Say hello I, I to my little friend. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Okay, you were saying you were saying my favorite facetiously. Okay. Yeah. Um Al Pacino won an Oscar for Scent of a Woman. Like 1992 is a good year. And then I clicked through the supporting actresses. I'm like, she was the only option. I don't know who yeah. anybody else is. I don't know who what any of these movies are. It's whatever. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think like this movie has the karate kid in it, and you see yes. him a few times. <laughs> It could have been anybody else. It could have been anybody else. They're really like, hey, let's get the kid from the Karate Kid. Like, 
Ralph also, Macchio, right? just to clarify, I said nobody really quotes this movie, so I'm looking through the quotes on IMDb just to double check that I wasn't, you know, talking out of my behind. Uh, and all of the quotes in here are just transcriptions of conversations during the courtroom scenes. Some of these are like 20 lines long. Like these aren't quotes; these are transcriptions. Guys, learn the difference. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. I think it's a famous movie. Also, in the 90s, movies weren't coming out all the time. So I think everyone saw this movie because it was just in theaters. Yeah. You know? And it had good actors and actresses in it. Um, But I mean, it's not bad. It's not a bad movie. Yeah, like, here's the thing. Like, especially since we didn't pay for it. I'm like, yeah, not a waste of my time. I learned learned a little bit about 90s culture. I'm walking away positive experience. Yeah, I don't regret it. I'm glad I watched it. So now if it comes up in three years, I can say I watched it. <laughs> um, it's, this in in my book is one of those like checking the box. Like, okay, I earned my film history today yeah. by watching a, a quintessential movie from the 90s. Yeah, um, I'm giving it a 6.75. If the first act was funnier, that would have been the push over to a 7, but just the way that this movie like is such a slow burn, that's what's sitting it at a 6.75. Okay, I'm doing 6.25, but for the same reason. Okay. Like the first two are just a little too slow. Also, like I needed more from everybody else because it takes a second for Joe Pesci to show up and then it takes him a while yeah. to get like warmed up. I needed something else going on before that, before he carried the movie. Um, yes. And for that reason, I'm giving it a 6.25. Rock on. Love to see it. All right. So our improv segment this week, this is one that we haven't done in a hot minute. This one is called Half Cast. The way that this works is Alex and I both prepared a script, but only one half of a script. So it is up to the other person to improvise their dialogue while the other person must stick to the script that they have written and things get a little unhinged pretty quick. Um, Alex, would you like to read your script first or do you want me to read mine? I can go first. Um, You'll catch on pretty quick. Um, I will say I'm going to be doing two different voices, So, but I think other than that, you won't need any more background. Okay. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Look, Craig, um, before we get started... I think it's important that you know that we all love you. Um, okay. Don't love how this conversation is starting, but we, okay, um, carry on, I we guess. We are grateful for everything you've done for this family and for each and every one of us. And we have considered how you constantly show up for people. Okay. Uh, the turn for this conversation is going to be bad. So I guess, could you just do the thing? Can you say the thing, please? Um, you have been practically perfect. But addiction is a physical disease, and you need to get better. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hold on. We don't need to be throwing the A word around, Listen, okay? Craig, okay, come on. Let's just calm down a little works, bit. And we will all be here for you as you go through your recovery. I've never said that addiction treatment didn't work. I'm just saying I didn't need it. We are just it. scared for the dangerous road you're going down. Our kids are scared to be around you. Okay, I think your kids are scared to be around me because they're afraid of perfection, in which I embody almost to a T. So I think that's a completely separate matter. Don't lump Listen, two things into this. we have all prepared a story of how your addiction has affected us. All of you? That's, do we have the time? I have like, I have a meeting to go to in a hey, few Craig, minutes. So like, I, I don't know. I guess I'll go first. Um, first off, I want to reiterate how much we care for you. And I know you want to do what's best for you and your family. I cannot understate how blindsided I am by this general theming and conversation. Listen, I don't know how you even hid it from me. Your best friend 
for so long. Maybe it was the long weekends out of town, the inability to pay rent, spending so much time with strangers. It wasn't until you came home dressed as Woody from Toy Story that I found out you were a cosplayer. Oh, okay. I think, okay. I understand what's going on. All right. You guys found my TikTok. You saw, you know, I do a little bit of cosplay. Guys, it's not that big a deal, okay? it hurt me and I was embarrassed for you. And I was blown away. You weren't ashamed at all. Listen, Greg, I can't do this anymore. Wait, hold on. So you guys are like dropping me out of the friend and family group because I cosplay a little bit? Guys, that is like the most normal thing that you could have found Listen, out. I don't, you know, now I think about it, we don't need to all read our letters, but it's important that you know we all have a similar story. A similar cosplay story? I mean, now I'm kind of interested. Let's double back. Some of you share some Listen, of your stories. It's weird and it's uncalled for. And frankly, this little hobby has gotten out of control. Okay, have I spent a little bit too much on cosplay material? Yes, but everyone overspends now and then. I mean, Deborah spends money on online gambling, okay? And I've been trying to set up an intervention for weeks now, and suddenly everyone's busy or can't get the time off work. But now suddenly I need to have a talking to about wearing a costume to make fun videos. Like, I I, I don't understand why this is the nail word. And discovered you have multiple Discord channels just revolving around this. Okay. Yeah, again, comparatively in terms of things I could have Discord servers for, bottom of the barrel, guys. Guys, we do not need to worry about this in the slightest. I can't believe you would offer up custom patterns and even advice on fabrics to other addicts. Okay, so what I'm starting to understand is that you guys don't know what addiction means, and you guys just watched a little bit too much How I Met Your Mother and wanted to, like, participate. Listen, you know, after founding it, I called your parents, and they took all of your paraphernalia and destroyed it. Whoa! My parents are dead! Listen, I hope now you can get some serious help and focus on being the good dad that you are. (laughs) See? Okay. Um, <laughs> and scene. Did you see? Oh my god, <laughs> that that is a bad friend group Dude. right there. Just in general, <laughs> I was going through. I stand by what I said. They saw interventions on how I met your mother, and they're like, "I want to do that." I was going through all the lists. That of sounds things like fun. That you we could have an intervention for you as a person for, and I'm like, well, I mean, it was either this or girls with colored hair. But I thought this would, this would be better. <laughs> all right, Craig, what you got for me? Okay. Um, no context for you. Hey, I'm pretty good at setting up context in the first Sweet. sentence. Yep. All right. Are you ready? So I, uh, understand you're here to discuss your eligibility for our guild membership. Listen, um, I've been looking into it for a long time and I thought it was time to take it seriously. Is this, um, is this the first guild you've applied for? Um, maybe like one other one, but I've never gotten as far in the process as an interview. Um, so I guess you could say yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, um. That's going to make things a little bit more challenging. Uh, I see that you came in here alone. Uh, Most applicants bring a sponsor or reference to their application hearing. I I figured once you met me, you would have all the information you needed. So, you know, what was the point of me jumping through all these hoops when I think it speaks for itself? Oh, I see. You're just trying to be Mr. Big Shot over here. Bend all the rules to fit in your favor. Well, I'll let you know. Uh, there's no tolerance for that here. Do you understand? Hey man, I'm just, I wasn't trying to like, you know, Hollywood anybody. I was, you know, just 
trying to do my best. So if you're not, you know, tolerant of that stuff, I'll do whatever it takes. No worries. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll see what I can do with just you here. Okay. Um, are you of sound mind and body? I mean, does a couple booze count? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Let's just yeah, okay. Let's just say yes. Well, okay. Well, uh, that's gonna be another problem. But uh, we'll just keep going. Uh, do you have a deep resentment toward either of your parents? Well, I don't have a relationship with either of them. Um, I may or may not have served time for last time I saw my mom. Uh, but I think you already knew that. Like, I think that came up in a background check. And my dad, we're not really on speaking terms since, you know, he helped and all that stuff. Okay, okay. Well, now we're getting somewhere. All right. Uh, last year, you missed a trip to Italy right. because your boss said it would, quote, violate company policy, end quote. Uh, how did you react to that? Well, I told him that if he ever talks to me like that again, um, I'm going to be the boss of him and his mom. Um, and I... I did the latter that night, and he's never talked back to me since. I, I became his stepdad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like anyone else would do that, so uh, don't beat yourself good. up for it. Good, good, good. I was really worried about that. Some people take that really seriously. Um, There's, uh, there's another incident yep. I wanted to bring up. Uh, if you go and look at the screen behind me, we have footage of you shoving a toddler off the bus so that you could sit down. Uh, what's, uh, what's the deal here? Oh, what you can't tell from the video is that toddler sucks. Like, overall, bad human being. Um, also found out afterwards, only speaks German. Was he some kind of Nazi? What the heck? Uh, Mr. Good, I can see that you are trying to defend yourself or uh, make it look like the situation is better than it actually is. But let me assure you, we are trying to find people exactly like you. People who have been slowly pushed to the edge until their moral boundaries are no longer simply defined. Now, now that we've made that clear, would you like to answer my question again? Hey man, listen, I've been trying out this vigilante thing for a while now, okay? And I figured, if you're gonna start on an opponent, make sure it's one you can take care of easily and get away with. Now, it is my fault, didn't know there was gonna be camera. If there was, I would've, you know, whipped out my new costume uniform that I've been working on. It's a pretty good disguise. I, I just didn't know people were watching, okay? All right, that's exactly what we've been looking for. Now, your application will have a paper form that you will have to fill out before you leave, but there is a more practical aspect to the process. Now, uh, which parent did you say that you had more tension with? Well, my mom, seeing that she's dead, but let's go with my dad. All right, now... I understand that what I'm going to ask of you will be difficult, but it's necessary to discern if you are guild material. You must get your father to commit an act of arson. Oh, dude, that's why he's in prison in the first place. Um, I think we have to we have to wait like another five years for him to get out. He's been hankering for a fire, so it shouldn't be. Okay, you can't do the arson yourself or. We will know. Uh, this is a test of manipulation, and if not followed through, you will not walk out of this room a second time. Do you understand? Yeah, man, like I said, not going to be a problem. I think he's trying to serve life, so doing it one more time. It could be a hospital if you want. I think he really doesn't care. Now, before I let you go, I gotta know where you got that, outf that outfit from. That fits you so well. Well, this is the disguise I was talking about. This is what I should have worn on the bus. All this stuff is custom, man. Obviously, you can't let the cops trace any of it, and... 
I had a guy, but he just happened to be in the building with my mom, so he died. Um, but all this, Kevlar, completely bulletproof. Oh my god, I didn't think they still made stuff like that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think the boots you can still buy, but everything else is custom. Well, you clearly have such good taste. My secretary, Denise, will get all the paperwork straightened out for you, See, and ma'am, you'll thanks. be on your way. Uh, I will say up front, I do direct deposit only, and I need about six months advance. Oh, uh, uh, one last thing, uh, Cox gun. Well, I just told you my uniform is Kevlar, so unless you're going for a headshot. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. Love that, love that secret society stuff. Yeah, man. I did not anticipate when I started that scene. I had, like, notes of, like, sinister stuff written throughout the scene, and I'm like, didn't expect a Wisconsin accent to take hold. But, you know, sometimes life comes at you fast. That's why improv Um, is important. It's really warm up for the middle segment. Yes. So the middle segment we have here, it's a new one. Um, It's basically a lie detector. All right. Okay. Alex and I have both come prepared with three rounds of one true statement and one lie. And it is up to the other person to discern which statement is the truth and which one is the lie. Okay. Um, The way I thought... To, you know, just to kind of spice things up. I think we can be allowed to ask some questions along the way. And, but like the other person can be like, this is too much information. This will give it away. Okay, sure. Um, do you have any questions? No, man, let's freaking send it. All right. Um, do you want to read your life first or do you want to guess mine? First? Um, I'm going to go with yours first. Okay. Uh, the first statement I have for you is I once gave a speech in my public speaking class that caused someone in the class to break up with their fiance. And the second statement I have is during my music program, we everybody in that class co-produced a small but professionally recorded album. I'm going, okay, so... What did you say that made the couple break up? Um, so this was right after I had moved. So I was getting all sentimental and I gave a speech about like accepting change in your life and recognizing when you need to change things around in your life. And as I was giving that, like everybody kind of looked at this person because like everybody was like, hey, you know how you need to change things up with your romantic life? Crazy, huh? Interesting. And when did you find out that they uh, broke up or called off the wedding? Um, The next semester. Okay. Yeah, the next semester. All right. And then the second one. Uh, remind me again what it was. During my okay, music program, yeah, yeah, yeah. we all oh, co-produced yeah. so, a small but professionally recorded How album. many people were in this? So in the entire class, right? Um, It was pairs of two. It, yeah. So the class was only like 10 people at this point. This was like third or fourth semester in the program. Um, And so we were in pairs of two. Okay. So in total, I think there were like five. Where did you record albums. it? Like each segment? Locally. Locally. So like in the practice room or no sorry there was a studio in the in town uh who ran the studio um i didn't get the guy's name um how long did it take you to record your part oh i didn't i wasn't recording anything um so my job i was more in like the scheduling part of it all so like i did a lot of the scheduling and making sure that like everybody was ready and then my partner was more like the hands-on kind of person okay i think this one's the lie yeah you're right this one is the lie i don't know i don't know what it was but it it seemed like a stretch which is crazy because the first one's wild (laughs) it is kind of wild yeah uh uh-huh um yeah, I was. I, I kind of figured that one was gonna be the stretch, uh, but you know, such is life. Okay, I'll do mine. Here's the thing. I think I might have told you this a while ago, so we'll see what happens. 
If I have, just call it out immediately. Let's not waste time. Okay. In conversation, I would often mix up the words vicarious and bicurious. Okay. Second one, when writing, I would only and only when writing, I never said it, I would common misspell Virginia as Viagra or vagina. And it lasted up until around seventh, sixth Golly. or seventh grade. These are both so believable. I, man, the bi-curious thing is vaguely familiar. So like, I don't recall you directly telling me either of these things, but that's not to say you didn't. I have bad memory. So just out of pure, like vague reminiscence, I'm going to yeah, say the that's first the true one. one. Yeah. And the crazy thing was, I almost always used it to reference family. Like people are living <laughs> through me. Like of course, my yeah. brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My brother was jealous of me, but I think it's just because he wanted to live by curiously yep. through me. That's exactly how I use it. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's a wash right now. No statements. one's ahead. Uh, I, yes, we're tied. Um, the first one is I had a pregnancy scare while vacationing with my significant other in Alabama. Okay. And the second statement is I once had to hide from a tornado in a Kentucky cave. Okay. Um, when were you in Alabama? My senior year of high school. Okay. Um, did you go during the school year or during the summer? Spring break. Um, did you go with your family, her family? Her family. Uh, how long were you in Alabama? Um, like a day. Uh, did you drive there or fly there? The the main vacation, mm-hmm. uh, we drove there. So the main vacation was in Florida because that's where they were from. They're from a town in Florida. But uh, they had friends in Alabama and it was only like a 40 minute drive. So we had spent a day so in Alabama. So did you get the pregnancy scare? Did you find out when you were in Alabama or is it from activities that took place in Alabama? We had the scare in Alabama where it was, we like, it was kind of like the, like, that's when they told me like, Hey, I, yeah. All right. All right. Um, so Kentucky, right? Uh, what caves were they? Do you happen to know Yep. what they were called or anything? Um, I feel like that's a little too specific. Actually. Yeah. I'm deciding that's too specific of a question. Um, how long were you in the caves during the tornado? Uh, like 45 minutes, I think. Did you go to the caves because you couldn't go to a building or did you just happen to be in the caves anyway? The caves were the most secure part of the facility. Okay. This is the lie. So we were already at the caves. What? This one's the lie. Yep. The cave. Uh, no, the cave is the true part. Huh? We were, so we were at this place called mm-hmm. Mammoth Caves and, um, now looking back it this the, makes a the lot more sense. The rest of yeah. like, <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah. So the grounds of Mammoth Cave was like, it was basically a farm. Mm-hmm. It was like, here's the barn, here's the tourist center, and then here's a big field. And so when the tornado came around, we were all like at the barn and they were showing us the animals and they were like, well, tornado's coming, cave time. Huh. Good to know. All right. So we'll go with mine. I need to fool you for us to even it out. Um, yes. I once had a nightmare. Um, and when I woke up, still half asleep, I called my current girlfriend and proposed to her. Um, and the other one is prior to meeting anybody's in Macy's family. Um, this is my wife for those of you who don't know. So prior to meeting anyone in my wife's family, I accidentally texted her dad a sexually ambiguous message uh, reading, I'm so wet right now. Okay. I'm going to need you to walk me through that first one again. Is Are we still discussing Macy at this point? Um, the current girlfriend? No, that was in high school. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. So the phrasing of that kind of tripped me up. Um, oh, yeah. So I called my, when I say I called oh, my current girlfriend, man. I called my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, would it be too much for me to ask, like, was it? Uh, no, it was. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. So this is making it more interesting because I definitely would have heard about it if it was so right yes it would have come up the second or the third time (laughs) (laughs) um i know you and i think that you even in a half asleep state would have recognized that trying to propose in a phone call in a high school is way too much of a cold shot so do you want to and I'm going to further explain. So okay. I'm going to say make your call. That's fine. I'm 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 going to make my call and I'm going to say that the father text is the it true, is true statement that actually happened in my defense. Yeah, I didn't know she was grounded. Her dad took her phone. <laughs> I think we've all had yeah. something like that before. OK, you've won up to me. You're up by one. I need to lock this down. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> no matter What the answer is, you're going to hate me a little bit. All right. The first one is currently, presently, this is affected. This affects both statements, current and present. My go-to casual shoe is a croc. Okay. And then my second statement is my go-to relaxation program is live streams of Among Us. I mean, these could both be true. I don't even know if I have follow-up questions. What color are the crocs? Like a navy just a generic matches with anything. Maybe. Do you wear the strap down in the back or no? Um, I'm still experimenting. I s- usually stick with the strap down just because they, they stay outside on my foot only or inside easier. the house as well. Uh, just outside. It, they're the shoes that when I'm like, I need to go to the store, but I don't want to put socks on. I'll just throw the Crocs. Okay. On. Uh, live stream of Among Us. Do you go to sleep to them? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, do you have like a sleep? thing that automatically turns it off or just running in the background um it's just running in the background the thing like when they end you know the program stops gotcha. so like sometimes i'll like wake so up i'll hit the space bar on my act- computer and it'll just have that web page i do i do okay. both um most of the sometimes i'll do like the youtube uploads of the live streams sometimes i do the live streams themselves i'm gonna say the crocs is real and that is fake uh incorrect I the crocs were the lie it. i knew it when i said it i'm like craig wouldn't wear crocs <laughs> he wouldn't do it he's too all right do we want to do mine just in, just because or do we not even yes just just to hear okay. it yeah i want to fool you on at least one um during the first sure. okay so these are f- both during the first two months of my daughter being born during the first two months of my daughter being born okay there were a few dirty diapers that smelled delicious during the first two months of my daughter being born Okay. Macy started to smell like my mom did during my childhood for some reason. Um, And I don't know if this is related, but I also called her mom a few times. But I had also started referring to her as mom (laughs) when I was talking to Willow, if that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Yes. So... Here's my thought process, okay, is I I remember you saying something completely buck wild about the diapers, all right? I remember you saying something about the diapers where I'm just like, Alex, please tell me you're lying. Like, it was a pure desperation of like, Alex, this cannot be true or I will go insane. I remember having a moment like that. And you saying that they smelled delicious kind of fits that, you know, trap. Feeling the same thing. That makes sense. Um, and then I also remember you mentioning something about just the general, maybe I'm just, you know, tying the two scents together, but Macy having a new smell also sounds familiar. So I have like no, hmm, did you like 
have a problem with her smelling like your mom? Not really, because my mom, I mean, I have a pretty good childhood experience, like pre-pubescent relationship with my mom. So the fact that she smelled like that was actually weird because I haven't smelled that in a long time. So I didn't really have a problem. It was more okay. weird, so but I didn't it, have a it was problem. genuinely nostalgic. Yeah, it was just nostalgia. Okay. We're talking like age six, seven, um, eight. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of what I was what I was figuring. Um, and as far yeah. as the diapers, how often were you getting that set? It only happened at night, and it happened probably once every other week. So it only happened like three or four times. Okay, okay, okay. Um, God, this one's tough. This one's the toughest for sure. I'm gonna say for the sheer absurdity of it, I have to say the diapers one is the true. It one. is. It's the true one. Yeah. So I'm starting to think I just talk to you. I'm just real with you all the time. So like all you have to do is remember. (laughs) So what's absolutely crazy and maybe I'm throwing us both under the bus here is like having not even smelled like the consistency of a diaper is like I get where you're coming from. Like as absurd as that statement is in isolation when I think about it I'm like yeah that makes sense how someone could come across that. Like it's just so overwhelming of the senses that eventually it just kind of Well the thing is not all of them smell the same. All right. And she was on breast milk only, which is really sweet. So, like, it makes sense that she can only consume something that's sweet every once in a while. You know, chemical bonds, whatever, just line up and it smells like a dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I totally. That makes sense. That makes sense. Good job. Um, But those are our lies and our truths. You now know more about us than maybe you wish you wanted to. Alex, what's our one hit? It's called Hang 10, Craig, and this is where we talk about common things, but we're not allowed to use the correct um, vocabulary. So like when surfing, you would say, you know, hang 10, but you probably wouldn't say it when playing basketball, but that's how we're going to use it in sentences. Okay. So in sentences or sports or video games, you can only say things that have nothing to do with that genre, but apply perfectly. All right. To something else. I'm really going to need you to take sure. the lead on this one. Um, so just something that's going on right now is I'm driving, right? Freaking, right now? Well, in my life right now. So today. Okay. Right. Okay. I went outside like the hermit I am. Right. And I hopped in the car. This is and hit a freaking grand slam on the door, dude. I slammed it so hard. And then I opened up the garage. It was freaking, this is so difficult. I don't know why I did this as a one hit. This is very I know, hard. right? Because in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, I went golfing and hit a grand slam. Or when I was, I was playing basketball and did an ollie. Like, that's what I was thinking in my head. But that doesn't apply to anything outside of sports. It's yeah, so hard. So, and everything so else, you be can like, kind of right, figure out So you and I are playing context. Warzone, right? Yeah. So, like, if you and I are playing Warzone and I have a KD of batting around 300, that, I guess, would be an okay version. But it's it's tricky. This is way harder than and like, Give it a shot. I want to see how, how bad and a lot Because a lot of things that I'm thinking of are ways to, like, just co-opt other terms, right? Like, dunking is a basketball term. But if you dunk on someone in, like, a video game, everyone knows that you mean, like, you took him to the cleaners. Yeah, that so means something. That's the... Yeah. And so I'm thinking like, you know, you go, right? Like, let's say, let's say you're playing ultimate Frisbee. Right. Right. And here's what we'll Big do. Big field. We'll work lots on of it people together. running around. We'll work, work, we'll work we'll 
work out. Okay. Together. So I can while you're telling hey, the story, I so can also we're think pivoting about it. the one shot. We're pivoting the one hit completely. And welcome to a new segment we're calling the one hit workshop, where <laughs> we workshop the one hit until it's functional, and then we don't do the one hit. Right. 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 <laughs> so you're playing ultimate frisbee, right? And right. you absolutely beam that frisbee across across the yard, right? For and sure, then the dude. Other like, person lands they, in the rough, and it's that crazy. other person just mitts the frisbee, right? They got mm-hmm. they just mit it, and now 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 they've like now they're frozen, as right. is the course in Ultimate Frisbee, and now right. then they 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 absolutely eat that next throw. That next throw is absolutely eaten, right, dude. And the thing is, is the goalie, oh, I guess that applies to him, but Frisbee freaking. It's like, and then your center and your power <laughs> forward, right, have to come up and play defense. But we all know you have to watch out for the obvious, you know, your steals, your blocks. Your, you have to watch, If anyone tries to steal home, you okay. got to stop them. And then, you know, you finally tackle the offense, right? You finally yep. kind of make a, you kind of, you've put a stop to that. And now, and now you are, now you are, you know, in Trying possession your best not to get sacked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and the only you got only got one so thing on your mind. You hole in hole one. In That's one. all you need. That's all you need. And then you get a text from your wife and she says, I want a divorce, and you don't know what you're gonna do. <laughs> nice. Okay, we're gonna wrap up that one here. <laughs> it's called Hang Ten. Luckily for you, it's never coming back. If you liked it, what's wrong with you? Um you know, two out of three segments ain't bad. You know? I'll take it. <laughs> It takes real humility to look at oneself and be like, that is objectively content. Yeah. It if is, it's we did good content. It and it's going to make it in the podcast. Our audience is just going to skip to the end where we talk about don't have stuff. any other choice. Right. What did you expect? Right. We've been doing this for a hundred plus episodes and it has to change every oh, time. God. And we didn't normally we have like a semblance of a plan going into these. Like we this is what happened. We sat down and we're like, we have an incredibly prepared improv segment. We have an incredibly prepared middle segment. I sat down and I asked Alex, so you have the one hit, right? And he goes, I can make one up. <laughs> And I said it was going to be bad before we even recorded. And normally when segments bomb like that, that's usually how it happens. Now, Alex, you said you didn't have any free ball and stuff. Nothing. Um, I have a single thing um, surprising absolutely no one. I've been watching more Star Trek. Um, what? I've been, no so there's this new show. <laughs> there's this new show called Strange New Worlds, which um, I mentioned previously how Captain Pike was one of the lead characters in Star Trek Discovery. And... They Mm -hmm. basically gave him his own show. It's like, hey, people loved you. Make your own show. (laughs) Be in a new show, please, for us. And it's a little bit more akin to, like, traditional Star Trek. Um, A lot of the Star Trek stuff that's been happening recently is very linear and takes place, you know, over the course of a season. Um, This show is a little bit more Adventure of the Week with overarching themes rather than one linear plot. Um, It's good, It's everybody's been like, oh, this is the best Star Trek thing to have come out in decades. I don't fully agree with that. Um, It's there's something about it that's not fully clicking. I think there's like too many people that the show wants me to care about. And so when I pick and choose the people I care about and they start focusing on other people, I I, you you, you didn't win me with everybody show. Sorry, you didn't. Um, But 
when it hits, it hits. Like I watched, oh, like probably one of my favorite Star Trek episodes ever is in this season. So like, mm-hmm. it's definitely worth my time. I- I'm glad. However, they keep referencing stuff that happens in like the original series. And so when I look up stuff that happens in the original series, cause I have forgotten, it's like, <laughs> I had to look up. The example is they ref, they, re- they referenced a species called the Gorn. And the Gorn is a, is a species of, like, reptilian humanoids. They're basically walking crocodiles. Mm-hmm. And the episode that they are introduced in, it's like, you know how when they film Godzilla, it's just a guy in a suit, but they film it from a low angle so you can't tell? Yeah. Imagine if they did that, but from far away. So it's just a dude in a lizard costume. Oh my gosh. Um, and so when this show is trying to make this like a big threat, I'm like, I remember what you used to look like. All right. <laughs> Don't try to pull the wool over my eyes. That's awesome, uh, but that's dude. all I got. Alex, what are we watching next week? All right. So as the start of season three begins, we are starting our traditional and it's only traditional because we started it last year. Um, this is the our, first time. This is the first time we can call it annual. Yeah. So this is our, it's our second, second annual, annual October month. Uh, where we do Halloween themes. So we're doing traditional movies, and we're going to start off uh, Classics Part 2 with Scream, the original from 1996 with Courtney Cox. And we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty yes, fired up. I've heard... I know the big spoilers for this movie, so it'll be... The challenge that this movie has is keeping me, a non-horror fan, interested, despite the fact I know what's going to happen. So... Big yeah, hurdle. I don't for this know movie. anything. I don't know anything about it, but I do know like the bad guy is ghost faced, which is what every kid in middle school went as Halloween. So I'm very familiar with what the guy yes. looks like, but I don't know yeah. anything about um, it. Oh man, this month is gonna be rough for me. Hey gang, check in on me frequently. Yeah. They're a little bit scarier than what we did last year, but they're all supposed to be good movies. Until then, my name is Craig Wells, aka Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, aka Alex, good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.